Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. I hope you're all doing well out there. Our topic for today is fasting. Now, the dictionary definition of fasting is to abstain from food and drink. The Bible definition of fasting is number one, to abstain from food beyond the usual time, to omit to take the usual meals for a time as to fast a day or a week. Number two, to abstain from food voluntarily for the mortification of the body or appetites or as a token of grief, sorrow, and affliction to deprecate an expected evil. The Bible illustrates what is written in the dictionary. It says here in Esther 4 verse 16, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days night or day I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law and if I perish I perish now what is food food in the dictionary is a noun it means what is fed upon that which goes to support life by being received within and assimilated by the organism of an animal or a plant. Nutriment. Element. Especially what is eaten by animals for nourishment. Now what is a drink? Drink as a noun means liquid to be swallowed. Any fluid to be taken into the stomach for quenching thirst or for other purposes as water, coffee, or decoctions. Drink as a verb means to swallow anything liquid for quenching thirst or other purpose to imbibe, to receive, or partake of as if in satisfaction of thirst as to drink from a spring. Why did I have to break it down like that? Because for some reason, people think that even though you're supposed to fast without eating or drinking, people still think that you're supposed to still be putting things inside of you during that period of time. So I had to break it down to let people know that eating and drinking is a complete no-no on that day. If we're fasting, we're completely staying away from food and drink. Now moving on to why do we fast? We fast for many reasons, but none of them are because of tradition. The number one reason we fast is because we love Yahusha. 
And other than prayer and Bible study, fasting is the next requirement to get closer to Elohim and to entreat His mercy and power. Now here is a breakdown of the reasons why we fast. Preparation Yahusha himself had fasted for 40 days to prepare himself for his gigantic spiritual task. And when the devil tried to tempt him with bread, it is said in Matthew 4 verse 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Elohim. This alludes to the fact that physical sustenance alone cannot sustain us in the faith. And there is a need of separation from the physical to attain spiritual food and a spiritual connection that only comes through the process of fasting. Now here is the definition of food in the spiritual definition. Anything that instructs the intellect, excites the feelings, or molds habits of character that which nourishes. Our fight is not carnal, so we need to build up spiritual muscles which only come through ingesting spiritual food. Our fights won't be easy, as Elohim's glory only becomes obvious in impossible situations. Since He is invisible and we are His body, His glory has to be manifested within us for us and the world to see how great and powerful He is, as well as why we all need Him. The prophets understood this, and even His Son did as many of them had to fast before going on their assignment. Yahusha fasted for 40 days to prepare for His ministry. And the huge task he had to accomplish. Elijah fasted for 40 days when his strength failed him. Moses fasted for 40 days to receive the commandments from Yahuwah on the tablets of stone. And also to prepare himself to bring the children of Israel into the promised land. Esther fasted and asked the children of Israel to fast before she approached the king facing certain death. Without preparation, we have already lost the battle before it starts and will continue to lose the battle if we don't start putting in the work. The devil is hoping to catch us off guard and the only way to protect ourselves against evil is to put on the whole armor of Elohim. That's Ephesians 6 verse 11 to 18. Only spirit can defeat spirit and the battle is not ours but for the Adon. How can we fight the Adon's battle without him and how can we attain his spirit without fasting? This is also how we prepare members of the church for their tasks or roles they will play both as officials in the church and evangelists in the world. Acts 14 verses 22 to 23 outlines confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of Elohim. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Adon on whom they believed. We are to ask for His intercession in our doings, or we can't simply say that we are living for Him when He has no say in the matter. Without His hand in our lives, we are bound to fail. 
Next, repentance. Jonah 3 verse 5 to 10 says, So the people of Nineveh believed Elohim and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto Elohim. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if Elohim will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not? And Elohim saw their works and that they turned from their evil way. And Elohim repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. I have realized that many people do not understand the full precept of repentance. We preach too much about how much Yahusha loves us, but do not speak about returning a portion of that love. It's not all about the priors, nor the loud singing, nor is it about just laboring over His Word. It's more of understanding why we need to repent. How much we have hurt Him and hurt our chances of being with Him. When someone dies or gets seriously hurt that we care for, or when we get seriously hurt, whether physically or emotionally, we feel very sorrowful and even food loses its taste for us. Some of us can't even digest any of the food during this time and even ended up vomiting because of the amount of grief that we are facing. That's also in Daniel 6 verse 18 when the king heard that Daniel was going to be thrown in the lion's den. He could not eat any food. This is how we are supposed to view sin. We should hate it so much that when we find out that we're guilty of it, any sin at all. We should be overcome by grief and when Elohim sees and feels our sincere apology, He will comfort us and grant us peace and freedom from our sins. Joel 2 verses 12 to 13 and 16 to 18 says, Therefore also now, said the Adon, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Adon, your Elohim, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repented him of the evil. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breasts, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of Adon, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, Spare thy people, O Adon, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their Elohim? 
Then will the Adon be jealous for his land and pity his people. Many of us think we're in a relationship with Elohim, even though he has not acknowledged us, not even by giving us his Holy Spirit. For years, some of us are in this stagnant position, none the wiser, and we have never stopped to consider if we are doing enough. In Isaiah 66 verse 1, it says that, To this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and tremble it at my word. He only responds to humility, as it says here in Psalms 25 verses 12 to 14. What man is he that fear Yahuwah? Him shall he teach in the way he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Adon is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. A lot of us are not converted and still selfish and prideful, yet we stake claim to being saved while we scoff at people who tell us what the Bible says. Matthew 10 verse 24 explains, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Even some people reading this, will nod their head and agree with it saying, but will not make any real commitment to do what it says in Elohim's word. You, my friend, are still disobedient and unconverted. Despite of the fact that you have stopped doing many things that the Bible calls a sin, you have failed the most important part of the repentance process, which is to submit your physical body as a holy living sacrifice unto Elohim and build a relationship with your Father in Heaven. This is why Cornelius, being an unbaptized Grecian that didn't have the Holy Spirit, was recognized by Elohim because he did what he said. Acts 10 verses 30 to 31 explains this. And even Daniel also understood this. In Daniel 9 verses 3 to 5, it says, And I set my face unto the Adonai, to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Adon my Elohim, and made my confession, and said, O Yahuwah, the great and dreadful Elohim, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Where is our sacrifice, people? What have we given up for him? Yahusha was a rich spiritual prince and he abandoned all of that to come and suffer physically and emotional pain, loads of humiliation, and ultimately sacrificed his life for us. We have selfish church leaders telling us that Yahusha did all of this so that we don't have to do anything. Even though the Bible clearly says he only did it to set an example for us and to give us access to grace and the Ruach HaKodesh. We are just as selfish to accept this as truth 
since we don't even raise our children like that. Well, unless, of course, you're rich, which is why you won't make it into heaven if you don't change your lifestyle. Fasting is the only acceptable, is not, well, is the only acceptable way to mortify our flesh without killing ourselves. Some people know that fasting is important, but do not understand the deep meaning behind it and even end up putting on a show instead of actually being sorrowful for their sin. Therefore, being hypocrites, which is something Elohim despises, all he wants is respect, diligence, and sincerity. Nothing less than that will do. Moving on to the other point, overcoming big obstacles. Matthew 17 verses 18 to 21 declares, And Yahusha rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Yahusha apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Yahusha said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you, howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by much prayer and fasting. A lot of us are plagued by mediocrity and because of this we fail to take this commandment seriously. We also fail to take the faith and spiritual wars we have to face seriously. We cannot just choose to be oblivious and think that our unbelief will spare us from an attack. Some of the worst things that happens in our faith are not carnal. Neither are they a coincidence. The devil and his demons are always orchestrating a plan to knock us off our feet permanently. We can't just sit and listen to our lukewarm pastors telling us to just call upon the name of Yahusha and we shall be saved. Anybody can do that, but it doesn't work for everyone. Let me give you an example. In Acts 19 verses 13 to 16, it illustrates, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Adon Yahusha, saying, We adjure you by Yahusha whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Yahusha I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded in the word it says that not everyone that says adon adon shall be saved so for all of us who think that we can just cruise through the faith without any form of self-deprivation we are bound for a major fall Many of our sinful habits that are hard to get rid of are actually evil spirits within us. They can only be removed through much fasting and prayer or they will never leave. 
It breaks my heart a lot of times when people will look at me and say they can't stop doing something or they can't be perfect without even trying. We have already been given all the tools and as Yahusha says, we will not be able to accomplish the impossible but through much prayer and fasting. If we didn't need Elohim, we wouldn't seek Him. And if we're going to seek Him, let us do so with all our heart and strength. Yahusha doesn't owe us anything. And just like any relationship, we have to work at it. One hand cannot clap. So let us not dream of getting over the smallest of obstacles and growing deeper in Elohim without fasting. It is just plain impossible. Next point, self-discipline training. Many people tell, tend to ignore the need for fasting and end up not building any type of relationship with Elohim. In Isaiah, Elohim speaks saying, To this man will I look, a man who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembleth at my word. If we cannot learn to fear Elohim, then we will not know how to humble ourselves and reverence Him. It says here in 2 Chronicles 20 verses 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Adon and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. This is why people are overcome by even the smallest troubles, because they have not understood the magnitude of his power enough to fear him. And only through holy fear can faith develop, and through faith comes obedience. None of these are exclusive of the other. So if you miss one, you miss all, and therefore have no lot or part with Yahusha, because he says without the Spirit, you are none of his. Mark 2 verses 18 to 20 says, And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? And Yahusha said unto them, Can the children of the bride, the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. When Yahushua was here, the disciples needed not to fast because the source of all power and spiritual wisdom was physically amongst them, walking with them every day. Later on, however, when Yahushua had ascended into heaven, fasting had to resume, especially because the Holy Spirit is given by measure to us. Fasting is one of the only ways that we can show our fear, faith, discipline, and dedication to serving Elohim. As he said in Matthew 16 verses 24, Then said Yahusha unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. If we cannot deny ourselves not even for a day, then we will fall in the day of adversity, according to Proverbs 24 verse 10. Many of us will never connect with our Elohim because we only think about ourselves. 
is according to Philippians 3 verses 18 to 19. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Mashiach, whose end is destruction, whose Elohim is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. It is sad that for someone who fasted for 40 days, who endured persecution, humiliation, poverty, torture, and even died for us, we cannot even endure 24 hours of not eating or drinking for him. I see us making a lot of sacrifices for ourselves. Sometimes we diet to take off weight. We spend 8 to 9 hours at our place of employment. We spend 10 to 12 hours sometimes running our businesses with rewards that are materialistic and temporary and unfulfilling. There are a lot of unpleasant things we endure for money, for things we think we love, for people we like, but never think what will happen to us when Elohim removes his protective hedge from around us and stops seeing us as a priority. Think again as to what should really be important to you. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 4 to 5 points out, The wife hath no power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power over his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for incontinency. So, without self-discipline, we cannot serve Elohim, because he did not promise us that we will have physical riches. Neither did he promise that we will get everything we want all the time. So there are times when we will have to abide even when we're in need or things are not going well. And this is where our love and dedication to Him is proven. In Philippians 4 verse 11 to 13, Paul says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Mashiach who strengthens me. Only after allowing Yahusha to train us will we be able to say this with confidence. The enemy will use what we love against us. So it is for us to love Yahusha more than anything, even our own life, for us to overcome the wiles of the enemy. Our hearts and bodies must be trained to achieve this sort of resolve. Next point, preservation. Just as how we are to study, give praise, and pray without ceasing, We are also to fast without ceasing. While it wouldn't be healthy to do it daily, it is recommended that at least once each week is suitable for routine fasting. Because fasting, funny enough, is a 
type of supplement. Just as how we have um, supplements for our physical body, this fasting is a supplement for our spiritual body. So as often and as um, as often and as health-wise as we can, we should include fasting as a part of our life's routine. Now, this routine fasting is exclusive of the fast that we do for preparation of an assignment, fast to overcome major issues that arise, annual fasting, but may be included in fasting to overcome sinful habits or attaining favor in our regular day-to-day endeavors. Ezra 8 verses 21 and 23 says, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our Elohim, to seek of him a right way for us, and for our little ones, and for all our substance. So we fasted and besought our Elohim for this, and he was entreated of us. How must we understand the will of Yahuwah without entreating him? Only he can direct us down the path we should go. That's according to Jeremiah 10 verses 23 to 24. We can't say we serve him, but neither seek, nor wait for his instructions. Proverbs 14 verses 12 mentions this. It says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I think this is self-explanatory. If we don't fast and pray, we'll have no direction. Then our faith relationship with Elohim will die and then we will die. Yahusha never promises us a smooth road, but a road without dead ends. A companion better than any AI, as well as gas stations. The broad road might seem like it has everything we want. And on this road, there are no wrong turns. But in reality, the road is like a maze with many traps set and dead ends. We get far enough ahead and it is hard to find our way out. This is the time the mirage starts to clear and we start to see the error of our ways. With the fear of Yahuwah, we'll be protected from the snares of the enemy. We'll be better able to make decisions. Find favor in whatever task we do. Our possessions will be sustained. All by including fasting within our weekly faith duties. Now I'm not saying that fasting is some sort of magic wand. This is something that has to continue. And things will change gradually. So we have to maintain. It's a relationship. So we have to maintain it. Elohim says that all that he asks us to do is really for our good. He says that the thoughts that he has towards us are not evil. But he has thoughts that are good towards us to see us prosper. So we have to take all of this into consideration. Now that we know why we fast, now we need to know how to fast. 
Everyone in the Bible seems to know how to do this. But somehow, people in today's world do not. It is simply staying away from ingesting anything at all, whether liquid or solid, for 24 hours. Three days is usually the limit to our capacity unless expressly instructed by Yahusha to go further than that time. Other than the abstinence from physical sustenance, there is a required reverence that is needed to be shown on the day we choose to do so. We need to stop our daily tasks, separate ourselves from the sinners, and abstain from our worldly pleasures for that time period. On that day or days, we must focus all our attention on Yahuwah and rebuilding our bond with Him. No carnal actions or thoughts should come in between. Basically, it is like a Shabbat, so do no servile work therein. It is a solemn assembly, more solemn than others, so a quiet and somber atmosphere needs to be created. Nothing excitable on that day, just picture a funeral. Which is again why we have to separate from the sinners since it will be difficult to maintain such an atmosphere around them. Isaiah 58 verses 3 to 7 explains, or rather declares, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Adon? Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Another thing about fasting is that it is not a tool for us to do evil. While we pray for deliverance and forgiveness, we cannot pray to hurt people. That is the opposite of humility and love. Actually, is also the opposite of sincerity as well. Elohim is love, so He will deal with our problems the way He sees fit and not by our recommendations. We cannot wish hurt for others while we do not want it for ourselves. Nehemiah 9 verses 1 to 2 says, Now in the twenty and fourth day of his of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloths and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. Fasting is not a show for people to see how humble, self-disciplined, and faithful we are but rather a personal session between us and Elohim to work out our salvation through fear and trembling. When Yahusha came, he renewed the way we did fasting by removing 
the sackcloth and ashes. Because fasting was only between the servant and his or her master. So it must be acted out discreetly. Many of us are under the misconception that if we appear sorrowful, it will have the same effect as if we were actually sorrowful. But while people are easily fooled, Elohim cannot be fooled. Matthew 16 verses 18 says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, announce thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which see it in secret shall reward thee openly. So that is how we fast. There are verses here about fastings in the Bible that you can find. Uh, the sole fast required by the law of Moses was that of the great day of atonement. That's in Leviticus 23 verses 26 to 32. It is called the fast in Acts 27 verses 9. Also another reference here. The only other mention of a periodical fast in the Old Testament is in Zechariah 7 verses 1 to 7 and 8 verses 19 from which it appears that during their captivity the Jews observed four annual fasts number one the fast of the fourth month kept on the seventh day of Tammuz the anniversary of the capture of Jerusalem by the Chaldeans to commemorate also the incident recorded in Exodus 32 verses 19 also can compare it to Jeremiah 52 verses 6 and 7. Number two, the fast of the fifth month kept on the ninth of Ab. Can compare it also to Numbers 14 verses 27. It was to commemorate the burning of the city and the temple. It's Jeremiah 52 verses 12 and 13. Number three, the fast of the seventh month kept on the third of Tisri. Can compare that to 2 Kings 25, the anniversary of the murder of Gedaliah in Jeremiah 41 verses 1 and 2. Number 4, the fast of the 10th month, which you can compare in Jeremiah 52 verses 4, Ezekiel 33 verses 21, 2 Kings 25 verses 1, to commemorate the beginning of the siege of the holy city by Nebuchadnezzar. There was also, in addition to these, the fast appointed by Esther, for verse 16 as I read earlier, public national fasts on account of sin or to supplicate divine favor were sometimes held. That's in 1 Samuel 7 verses 6, in 2 Chronicles 20 verses 3, Jeremiah 36 verses 6 to 10, Nehemiah 9 verse 1 and there were also local fasts which are marked in Judges 20 verses 26 2 Samuel 1 verses 12 1 Samuel 31 verses 13 
1 Kings 21 verses 9 to 12, Ezra 8 verses 21 to 23, and Jonah 3 verses 5 to 9. There are many instances of private occasion fasting, which we mentioned, in 1 Samuel 1 verses 7, 1 verses 20, and oh, 20 verses 34, 2 Samuel 3 verses 35, 12 verses 16, 1 Kings 21 verse 27, and Ezra 10 verse 6. As well as Nehemiah 1 verse 4 and Daniel, Daniel 10 verses 2 and 3. We also know Mas- Moses fasted 40 days. That's found in Exodus 24 verses 18, 34 verses 28. And so also did Elijah, found in 1 Kings 19 verses 8. Our Adon fasted 40 days in the wilderness, which is found in Matthew 4 verse 2. In the lapse of time, the practice of fasting was lamentably abused. As we spoke earlier in Isaiah 58 verse 4, Jeremiah 14 verse 12, and Zechariah 7 verses 5. Our Adon rebuked the Pharisees for their hypocritical pretenses in fasting. Matthew 6 verse 16. The early Christians observed the ordinary fast according to the law. Of their fathers and because Mashiach had left. Acts 13 verse 3, 14 verse 23, and 2 Corinthians 6 verses 5. I will conclude this by quoting Yahusha in St. John 4 verses 31 to 34. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Yahusha said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Thank you for listening. Until next time. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at Little kaleidoscope girl with no spaces thank you for tuning in